Dateline. I hate litter. Just in general, litter sucks. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight, we have episode 99, entitled Peace, Part 2. Last week, we talked about what brings you peace, and we ended the show by talking about the opportunity we have to be a peacemaker to others. Tonight, we'll talk about what not to do and what to do to bring peace to others. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you could take our relational needs questionnaire and make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being as alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is basically all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some good food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. And we then hit the main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters as well. So while it may not be... 1215 in Rome, we are treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, what's good and bad in my life? Um, it's kind of the same this week. Hmm. Is that good or bad? Well, yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. What's bad is Mags has grown up. Oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sure, we left the house, huh? Sure, we went toward preschool this week. Oh, <laughs> that could be Beulah? a tough step. And uh, yeah, Beulah? no, not Beulah. Uh, St. John's um, over on uh, Plum. Yeah, over Unity Trestle, down by uh, Sturt. Uh, yeah, and uh, just it's just surreal that we're already like in the preschool phase, um, or going to be in the preschool phase. Did she go with you? Yes. So Amy and I and uh, Mags all went, and um, it was great. I mean, they were they were great. Um, I just can't believe that we're we're mm-hmm. there. We're there, and she's just she's just growing so fast. Mm. Um, so I'm still trying to hang on to all those those little moments and and whatnot. <clears throat> but what's good is once we got like once she saw the kids in the classroom, like she just like immediately pretty much went over and just started playing with Aww. them. So, like... That's nice. a great sign. Yeah, and the, and the woman that was given given the tour, um, forgive me, I can't remember her name, um, said, like, this is good. Like, she's already... Like, she's ready to go. Like, like normally... Mm-hmm. Um, they cling to mommy yeah. and daddy. They cling to yeah. mommy and daddy's leg. And I, and, but she, and there was this one little girl named Riley. She was really, really cute. And she was very inviting to Mags and was putting out her hand and waving and wanted her to come over and, and play with her. And I just it, thought that was really cool. And it was her third time through preschool. <laughs> <laughs> She's a vet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, she, she had no problem going in and being herself and, and saying hi and playing mm-hmm. with the other kids. She loves other kids. She's very, she's very shy around adults. There's, there's been a, a turn 
Um, and you guys have been around her, but there's sure. been a there's been a turn that she's very shy around adults. Hey, I got a high five tonight, so yeah, I don't know what you you're did. talking about. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, you did. That's most I've ever had. Um, so yeah, it's just I'm really glad that it seems like the transition isn't going to be like a, a big deal. Um, but I'm sad that she's probably going to want to not leave preschool and come back home. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, is that like bittersweet? Like, did you sort of wish she did cling to your leg? <laughs> um, no, because like, you know, honestly, because we've we've lived a year without being able to have her with other kids. Like, mm. you know, we haven't had the nursery open at church. We haven't had, you know, other kids programs to take her to and whatnot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to get her with other kids so that she can you know, kind of interact a little bit more because we've only had like one-on-one play dates with other families. So right. it hasn't been, um, you know, like a big group, you know, communal experience for her. It's sure. just, it's just been, you know, one-on-one. And so. then you worry about like, yeah, well, how well adjusted will she be? Is she going to be overwhelmed? So that's awesome right. that she went in and just right. enjoyed playing. And all you have is today. Like, okay, there might be bad days. Today was a good day. Yeah. We'll take that. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much the good thing. And then uh, I made I made this. Um, it was like a, a vegetable lasagna. Is that Mike jumping out and biting you, Brian? Mm, um, it is. I made some vegetable lasagna with some zucchini noodles, and it turned out really good. Okay. What, what TV show <coughs> did somebody call somebody vegetable, vegetable lasagna? lasagna? That's Seinfeld. Was it Seinfeld? Almost positive it was Seinfeld. But you don't know who called who? No, I'll look it up while we're talking. Well, maybe somebody listening will. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Paulette, we, we, used to, knows. we used to do a vegetable lasagna before they before we found like up until a few years ago there wasn't a lot of there weren't a lot of gluten free options. You no. know, in the pasta world, uh, yeah, or I mean in general, but yeah, especially pasta or bread related items. You know, sure. at least not good quality. It's so a, yeah, we, it's a we lane calling somebody else. I'm still looking it up. It was a guy mm. she dated. Yeah. As it is. Seinfeld in Rome. What's new with Brian? You done with your good, bad, and foods? Yeah, that's me. Okay. He went bad, good food. Okay. Um, good would be Saturday. We had <laughs> an amazing, like, uh, did so many things on Saturday, and I love the whole planning of it. Like, you know, I was kind of leading the charge for all the different activities that we did, but um, some of us went shooting Saturday morning, afternoon. Um, Jay, props to you for driving through all the snow, getting out of Penn Hills. That was a long hour it took to get us out of Penn Hills or 45 minutes or whatever. I didn't really, th- I was driving like, there's no way we're going to go all the way out there, but I'll at least look like I'm trying, you know, because it was just terrible. And when we slid going onto the parkway, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. That was <laughs> completely sideways, no control of the car. And I was just like, well, just going to hold on here for a second. <laughs> and we're okay. And I think only Brian and Eric, you know, noticed the ladies were. Well, they're fully, in, you know, trusted in my driving, so it didn't even occur to them that we might slide. Absolutely. Right. Um, and so we, we made it, but we had fun. It was so funny to watch Rachel. Every time somebody fired a weapon, she jumped every single time. And we were there for half an hour every time, every single trigger pull. I was going to say, that must have happened a lot because that's that's kind of what you do there. That's yeah. pretty much At what the you range. do. Yeah. Yeah. At the shooting range, they're shooting. Yeah. And not just you. There's also other people involved. And every, every, gun, every time a gun went off, she jumped visibly. And she also had two sets of ear protection on. She had like the in ear, like the earplugs, ear and, and then I, the I gave her a set of my muffs, the, the ear muffs. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then we went bowling that night, and it was 
like like you observed, it was one of those moments where like you look around and it's like, oh, we can be kind of normal. We can kind of be adults still. You know, you had people with like you know of just of all of all, all across the spectrum. Nobody was seemed to be mad at each other. You know, it was just it seemed like a very normal time. And also being in Plum, with all due respect to Plum. It was a very diverse crowd. That's what I'm saying. In many right. ways. Right. Yeah. Not I'll, just, just, I'll just go ahead and say it. There was there was a guy with a Black Lives Matter hat on, and there was a guy with a Trump hat on. And they were fine with being under the same roof. Bowling unites. It was great. <laughs> Why Bowling. didn't we think of this earlier? <laughs> 1950s was like, it didn't work back now. <laughs> the professional, <laughs> professional Bowling Association. Come on, do better. Um, uh, the so, PBA. Yeah. So that, that was a lot of fun. Um and who do you think you are i am i would also say that my bad would also be saturday night bowling uh and this just your first game my first game it was the first time i bowled under 100 probably since i was 12 or 13 i took it personally <laughs> and then i ended up going on and doing about my average i'm about i average about 170 so very I, impressive I hit those the last two games so that was a good so um and then also on Saturday, if I'm going to do food, I'm going to do Mohan's. Uh, we were all mm. able to go out to Mohan's again together. Mohan's is oh, one of our local restaurants, one of our local places we love. In normal times, we go do um, trivia. Um, and it's just it's it's the cheers of Penn Hills kind of. And they got great food. They've got they're known for their chicken. Um, I had the blue cheeseburger, which is fantastic. You know what else you had? Uh, applesauce. <laughs> I had my applesauce. I got made fun of because everybody thinks that if you eat applesauce, you're an old man or person. nobody really thought that until Rachel gently pointed it. Brought out. it up, and then, then it well, then it's fun. You know, you got to keep going. <laughs> then I became a meme it's for the rest of the character night. for her. Though I will say this: my son, who is a burger connoisseur. Uh-huh. says that Mohan's has the it's the best, best dude they're fantastic burgers so good and they're Re- not even known for that really no, no, they're, they're, not. Not. No, they're not as you guys are saying that i'm like really yeah really yeah. really good uh, yeah, i really love good. the burgers uh michelle says where did you go shooting we went to ans indoor pistol range down in youngwood um it's uh it's kind of like the nesbits of shooting range of <laughs> shooting ranges you know not the highest class not the little it's 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 a good place hey, to they, shoot they had a sign on their chalkboard that said men remember valentine's day is coming <laughs> but then they also had a what was it, the sign about spit can or whatever uh, please do not spit in the garbage can right <laughs> but really 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 that's, reason- that's, a, that's all good advice and, and, yeah. it's great advice and don't yeah. spit on valentine's day <laughs> really reason really reasonable prices r- super nice um so great place to go and that's my good bad and food well, it's good, and you're good. I was I was elated to be able to participate in that with you, and it was sort of the I can't believe we get to do this for an entire day. Mm-hmm. It felt like a normal. Well, I mean, it felt like an no, that didn't feel like, no, it felt like a very full day, right? But right. still, but almost like a throwback. You know what yes. I mean? Like a throwback. So many normal things. things. Like, what a beautiful about, word "normal" can be. Well, you know, like that's like think about the last time you had a day like that, like. Well, and that goes back to, you know, people that I've talked to about our friendships and they've said to me, well, must be nice to have friends, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can't take that for granted. Right. Just what a great day it was. And to be able to do that with people that we actually care about, um, it's pretty rare for me. um, The positive was and is pretty much church. I mean, everything else is positive. Obviously, Uh, things are good at home. A lot going on at home, but it's all good. And, uh, but just church, we're really moving forward with some things and, 
you know, on Sunday I talked about child care and how that's really the one area I think in a lot of churches that have just gotten left behind. You know, you can watch church online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, to me, isn't as good. But it's, if that's what you can do, great. And we've and we've had more people who watch online who have never even been to our building. And so that's cool. And you have Bible studies that can Zoom and everything else. But the kids get left behind. Mm-hmm. And so we've had some meetings and talked about, you know, starting things up more than we have. We've had a bare bones minimum children's ministry for the last couple of months. Um, but I've just had some really good meetings and trustees reports, which is building and finances and some, some movement within some of our teams with some team leaders stepping up formulation of a new team, the renovation team. I didn't know that. Well, as it's not official, I just broke the news today right here on <laughs> right this here. podcast. Yeah. The renovation team uh, is going to be in charge of the fellowship hall and the sanctuary and presenting to the trustees. Hey, look, here's exactly what we want it to look like. And, you know, Brian, your dad was like, so we're just going to blanket stamp it. And I said, no, I said, they might say we want marble and the trustees can then say, no, mm-hmm. I said, but they're going to do the hard work so that we don't sit here and piecemeal it away. Right. So I'm going to try to find a team leader for that. Rachel's no longer the building team leader. So I don't know. Might be able to find her a place on the renovation team. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, uh, we, uh, we, I, I can do it. I, I would be happy to lead that because I've already started a Google document. Do you realize she'll then be your assistant? I mean, I feel like that's nothing, better. Actually, I feel that's like nothing's better. really going to change. <laughs> With what? Rachel's still just going to lead it and <laughs> tell everybody. No, what to Brian do. will lead it. Brian will lead it. Yeah, right. I'd love to be. A, I'd love to be in charge of that. The charge building team. That. Yeah. No, no not the, the building reno- team. renovation. The renovation oh. team. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. I thought you meant the building team. Formerly no. called UTI. I right. move the yes. Brian updated wait, traditional and uh, inspired. You, yeah. you moved to. What? I thought this was official. We don't do meeting. Roberts. So you can tell move. you've never been a uh, elder or trustee. We don't do <laughs> Roberts rules. <laughs> so church stuff is just good, and I'm excited about that as well. The negative, and I probably should start with that, is just the continued division in our world. Uh, certainly today's inauguration day, and I literally am happy for those who are happy. I really am. Uh, for those who are upset, I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you when you're happy. I'm with you when you're sad. Uh, shut up and stop with everything, you know. And I'm that's again, that's both sides. <laughs> well, and right, right. And, yeah. and I and I'm not. I am so grateful there wasn't violent civil unrest protests across the country. When you know you hear about all these people going to the capital with capitals of all the states with guns and stuff like. Man, that 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 to me, I, I celebrate the fact that we got through today without any any kind of that. Right. Um, so yeah, just the continuing division makes me sad. Um, and then food wise, you know, I, I uh, have outed myself on social media as a uh, carnivore uh, Christian uh, from last week. The guy that likes to rip the skulls or the you know mm-hmm. the spines out of his. He posted his <laughs> breakfast this morning and he was like zero percent plant. <laughs> and, and he said and he talked about his workout he's like you want to join my gym that's the price and i was like mm, i don't want to join your gym but i'll join you in your diet and he's like so low carb or zero percent and i was like zero percent he's like oh it's <laughs> like well then you've inspired me to be a better carnivore <laughs> see i'm three days in is his meat grass-fed uh it's self-killed probably it's the, he it's, kills it's, his yeah he just eats what he kills and kills what he eats <laughs> wow so it's fun so far it's fine you know late at night i would have raspberries now i have bacon <laughs> that's great that's all <laughs> my turn you're the only one hey um wrote it down 
I have a good. I wanted to make sure he was done. I knew it was coming around. So I also have a sort of church-related good. Um, the and a shout out to the Jacksons, uh, Jeff and Cindy Jackson good at our people, church. Oh my goodness, oh, of the earth. They have been running a youth group for years and years um, in various forms. The Jackson Group. Yeah, yeah, yes, lovingly known as the Jackson Group, and. Um, they, I think, fairly recently started it up again. They had let it go for a while during COVID and whatnot, right? Like, no, they just stopped inviting Lily. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and recently, my yeah, they, my my daughter Lily was uh, old enough to to go because it's I mean it's mostly a high school and even some college kids. It's a small group, and I just shout out to them first of all for reaching out to Lily, and also for just the fact that it is like Lily is loving it, and she it's oh, it's a great. small intimate group. Um, and, and they are such care. The Jacksons, you know, such caring, compassionate people. I really like, thought you were going to go with characters, and I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't lead with character. Nah, well, they are good characters. They are good characters, and um, it's just it's a perfect fit for her. She's loving it, and she really nice. needs a place like that. So mm-hmm. I, it's just it's it's great. So that's my that's good. Fantastic. That's like awesome. They, yeah. And the Jacksons, they're just so loving and welcoming, mm-hmm. like to anybody. Like they are. Man, well, and in when I was with Presley Ridge doing wraparound with kids in crisis, and you know, I got all this training. And one of the things they said was every child needs, you know, fifty different things to to be ideal, like food, water, shelter. But one was an objective third party adult mm-hmm. without the authority to punish, and that's really what they are representing to her. Yeah, you know, and that so she can, and it's a safe place to be, right? Um, that she can be herself and right. she can ask questions or not ask questions. And so, and they are the greatest example of that, I think, because they don't come across as judgmental. They don't come across as right. this is the, you know, the way it has to be. And it is, speaking of diverse, you know, through the years, the Jackson Group has been tremendously diverse. Right. Um, yeah. And so it's just a good, good place where you have, you know, there's an adult that loves you, that you can bounce things off of that you never would tell your parents, you know, and, and so it's just a great asset to have, a yeah. great resource. Absolutely. Well, she's, happy to be a part of it and, and we're awesome. happy for her so absolutely yeah. that's great and i don't have a bad this week like i'm wow I'm, well, what uh, yeah, about i'm, I'm riding high <laughs> is it, no is there something i'm glad i forgot if there is something i don't know uh i do have a, a quick food note i never bring up my wife's food i've talked about my kids yeah, cooking i've talked go. about my cooking <laughs> that's somebody that got a talking to <laughs> <laughs> not at all but it's just on the top of my mind because tonight um, actually, last night, because it was a crockpot meal, she prepared a chicken thigh. It's like a Mediterranean chicken thigh crockpot dish. So it's chicken thighs with artichokes and sun-dried tomatoes mm. and various, I don't know, other things thrown into the crockpot. Um, I love artichokes. It was, Right? Yeah. I, I like them. Plants. In. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's not meat. But, uh, but they are meaty with some sun dried tomato in there. Too. Like that's yeah. And a- Amy's quote is, "Man, sun dried tomatoes are like candy." I mean, that, she loves. And those they're things. making a comeback because they were like all the rage in like the eighties and early nineties, and then chefs were all like, "Okay, sun dried tomatoes, whatever." Yeah, it really was like everything was sun dried right. tomato flavored or you know yeah. things. Well, we love them, and let me tell you. It turned out great. We ate it this evening, and uh, kudos to the chef, my lovely wife Amy. And that's my story. That's well, awesome. I have to go backwards before I go forwards, right. and that is, you guys know about the mashed potato slash chicken dish that I made around the New Year, oh, yes, <laughs> I did. and how I found Intimately. it on um, 
bizarre foods, delicious destinations. But then I couldn't find it again, like to actually watch what they did. And I'm like, no, it was in France because they were talking about French. They made that's a bizarre. That was on bizarre foods. That dish. Yeah, because they do bizarre foods, delicious destinations. So they go to a city. And these are the regional dishes. So, okay. Well, and nice. it is to a degree because as it turns out, even though I went and I recorded all, I've now I have series recording on all of them and it wasn't in any of them. And I'm looking at it, I'm looking uh-huh. at it. And today I was doing work on my computer and I was watching some <laughs> golf. And then I was like, all right, I'm paying attention to the golf. I got to just put on mindless TV. And I turned on the cooking channel and it was the end of Bizarre Foods, Delicious Destinations, Nova Scotia. Oh, hmm. Nova Scotia. And I look up and I'm like, hmm, that's. That's the dish. Hmm. And they were talking about how they had a bunch of French influence and a bunch of British influences in Nova Scotia. Hmm. And then it went from there. Makes and sense. so yeah. so the dish is actually called Rappi Pie. R-A-P-P-I. That's the official name for that thing you made around and they, New Year's. And they de-starch hmm. the potatoes first. Then they rehydrate them and go from there. Does and it, it count cooks- as a meat if you de-starch it? Uh, no. So I will not be making it. Man, <laughs> at least for the next thirty days. I thought um, you were going to say like it was missing like moose blood or no. something like that. No, to everything make it, else, like, everything for, else is for, for bizarre perfect foods. for Canada. You know what I mean? Right. So that would like in the future. <laughs> they, they rehydrate it. With in the future, blood. I would grate the <laughs> potatoes first, then get all the starch out of them, squeeze them, squeeze them, squeeze them, then make them into like a mashed potato, and then go from there. But they cooked it for three hours. I cooked it for like maybe 45 minutes. Wow. That's a lot. So it just time. breaks it all the way down and then you get the fat back on the top. Mm-hmm. I used bacon to make the crust and everything else. So in the future, now I know how to make it properly. So you're only doing the carnivore for, for this month or for 30 and For days. at least 30 days. Okay. We'll all see right. how it goes. Hmm. You uh, may be- fall in love with it. Because everybody's like, you know, that's not sustainable. <laughs> well, like, well, first of all, for some people it is. And for second of all, I'm going to do it for 30 days and see what happens and see how I feel and see what happens to my body. Right. Um, I also want to just interject. I've been making caprese salad, and I'm starting to really perfect it. I'm, I love that. I love caprese salad. And it's not that mm-hmm. time of year. It's not. Uh, I can't wait I would for the, argue I can't that it's always caprese <laughs> salad time it, of it year. It really is, man. <laughs> just mozzarella cheese. I just I, I want to snort it. It's so good. I just want to eat mozzarella cheese. Well, and when was it that I bought the heirloom tomato? Where was I? Vacation. Was it Vacation. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it was. It was. In it June. it okay. was vacation. Because it's worth spending the extra money on the heirloom tomato. You in get a good store. price at the farmer's market in the summertime. Right. That was the best. Yeah. Brian, are you a balsamic vinegar guy? Uh, yeah, I, I've, I do balsamic in, in the caprice. Yep. Balsamic, olive oil, and basil. And you have that perfect bite, and it gives you peace. Mm-hmm. But typically, it's not salads which give us peace. No. Right. No. You know, last week we talked about things that give us peace, but then we came to the fact of what a great opportunity we have to be peacemakers. And again, not from a mediation standpoint. This is not, you know, win, lose, Mm -hmm. lose, lose, win, lose, win, or win, win, win. This is, uh, this is just bringing peace into people's lives. And we wanted to take a look at that tonight and what to do and what not to do. And one of the first things I wanted to talk about is to not hit hot button topics. Um, You guys will find in your notes that's not in there. Um, You know, with my very often, if you look at like, especially with what's going on today, I talked about on church on Sunday, you know, historically, they always said, don't talk about religion and don't talk about politics. Mm -hmm. And you can add today pandemic. If you're trying to bring peace you probably shouldn't talk about those things because even if and you go, well, but I know these people agree mm. with me. 
Well, odds are it's not going to give them peace. It's going to rile them up. Mm. You know, there's times where I want to send Brian when when you're in your dark moments, like last year, <laughs> you know, and there's like, I'll have like something last I want year. to share and I'll be like, I don't want to push him over the edge. Like that would not bring <laughs> yeah. him peace. Right. It would only send him further into that. I know he would agree with me. But I right. don't want is him, this constructive you know I mean? for him right now. <laughs> right, is it, right. it going to bring him peace? Right. No, it's sure. not. Um, my old boss, you know, whenever I called him or if we got together and this was unintentional, I could I could name anything and it would be his hot button topic <laughs> and he would just be irate within 30 seconds. And he ended up pretty much hating me because every time he got with me, I didn't bring him peace. I left him and he would be in an uproar. So I eventually just stopped talking around mm-hmm. him. Because that wasn't a good thing. So you want to stay away from hot button topics. Um, But to that end, as far as bringing up religion, politics, and pandemic, Mm -hmm. it is good to have those people Mm -hmm. in your life. You have to be healthy, if that makes sense. You've got to know that you have vetted, vented, Mm -hmm. I should say. Mm -hmm. You've gotten it out. Because if not... Instead of bringing peace to somebody, you're going to be trying to find that sense of belonging, that sense of um, not being alone. Am I the only? Am I crazy? Or this and that and the other thing? And you'll come in this ball of nerves to Mm -hmm. somebody else's world, Mm -hmm. and that certainly isn't going to help them. Right. And so you want to make sure you do have those people you can talk to so that you're not talking to somebody else about that who doesn't want to hear it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we can think about that. You've had people that come in hot on whatever topic of the day. And you don't want to deal with it that day. Mm-hmm. So what about you guys? What helps you and what do you find brings you peace when, or, you know, you find peaceful about other people? Well, I will say, and I'll piggyback off what you were saying about last week, how we, we focused so much on what people do to bring us peace. And, and it was like a realization almost in real time through the podcast and, and reading people's comments, like, Wow. Nobody's saying that people bring them peace. Right. Like it is such a, I don't know, a lost art or something. Um, and what a great compliment to give somebody, you know, like, right. I would actually recommend that. Like if somebody does bring you peace, tell them. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd well, be, that's a good point because yeah. you know what? And and tonight, obviously, I have Jeff and Cindy Jackson on my brain, but mm. um, Jeff in particular, I mean, he used to be part of the worship team. I, he is a peaceful dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is. You can. There could be a, an, a nuclear mushroom <laughs> cloud going off behind him, and I, he's just I, like, I, "It's I, cool." I feel like when Jeff Jackson walks around, he's got the Eagles' "Peaceful Easy" feeling song, <laughs> just kind of right. rolling off some somewhere in the in the ether. And, but he's not just calm. He is a calming presence, mm-hmm. like a peace-making presence. In like he and and for me he was um you know when I first became worship team leader um and was you know trying to navigate my way and stuff and some of us were new and and you know trying just slowly building and changing things or whatever he was sort of that that rock and mm-hmm. that that um calm mm-hmm. voice that I could um, go to and talk about things and and yeah. um and for a while too he was sort of my um mentor as an, and when he left the team and even became an elder so yeah i guess i'm calling out jeff jackson again tonight on what so i don't know just the the calm willingness to listen first i think sure and what we've talked about or what i you know have for tonight is both general and specific 
you know, in general, stay away from hot topic, hot button topics. Mm-hmm. But also, he is approachable and he's available. Mm. You know, when you were in that transition time, you know, he was there for you. And he was certainly not judgmental, but you right. know, he was just there. It wasn't like he like kept his eye, you know, on you and he's sneering at you from the side and he'd right. somebody who had been there. So just to be that guy that you could go up and talk to, you didn't have to. So I think if we're going to be bringing peace to people, it's good to be approachable and available or we're not that we're never going to be peaceful because it's going to be, Oh, they're here. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, they're here mm-hmm. is what you want to be. Yeah. And I think I have two, two separate things that stick out for me one and it, one of them the first one will tie back to to jeff and in just in general i think not only staying away from topics that are hot button like you say jay but i i also find that um in a lot of cases either i'm brought peace or i'm able to bring peace to others by by exhorting them call it calling out the you're really good at this have you you know you know mm-hmm. like 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 accentuating those positives that brings so many good things to so many people, it meets a lot of different needs. It meets a lot of different needs different ways. But I, you know, I know from in my life, that's one of those things where I've, when you, especially like when you're getting into maybe conflicting areas or you're, you're moving towards that, let's, let's deescalate. Let's talk about, and then let's talk about, you know, I found those are ways for me to, to not just deescalate something that's maybe getting into the white hot, but then also to redirect the conversation or redirect the spirit of the conversation into something a little bit more constructive, you know, cause, and I think ultimately when, when you talk about how to bring peace, you know, like, is this going to make, is this going to bring Brian, is it constructive in this moment? What's the end result of what I'm about to do? Mm. You know, you just see so many of these flaming, flamethrowing comments on Facebook and stuff like that. It's like, wh- wh- why, why, why even say that? All, wh- what, what is constructive about this? Right. And well, and to your point, I think people don't go through that checklist in their head. Mm. Like it's a, it has Major. to be, it has to be, right. It has to be almost like a practiced thing to like, okay, well, if I'm going to be constructive and be a peacemaker, I need to go through, you know, what is this comment going to? Well, and they're lashing out because they're not healthy. Right, right, right. Because they are not at peace. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to bring up was about a lot of people can get insulted or you can rile people up when you offer solutions or advice and they haven't even asked you for it. Um, for me, for instance, one of my favorite, and I mean this not this way, I mean it the opposite when people say, oh, Brian, you should just go say this to somebody. <laughs> just say this. Uh, and that gets that that speaks to my respect because I'm like, oh, what? I'm not smart enough to be able to go have a conversation with have someone. I have my so, own thought. So, yeah. So you're just going to tell me, well, maybe if you thought if you just well, went and said this and this. Situation. When you're talking to one of those people, you should just say. You know what you should do. That's great. Not say what you just said. But I think I like what you said as far as also when they haven't asked you. Right. Because too often people right. lead with right. yeah. the oh, solutions. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to have solutions. Right. And some of the examples that people gave today were you like, they always know the it. right thing to say. Or they always know. Mm-hmm. Like my brother, he's got a guy. Mm-hmm. No matter what I need, if I call him, I'm like, hey, I need a guy. He goes, I got a guy. Like, okay, that's what I'm looking for that. But if I say to him, and this has happened. I said to him one time, man, I'm so frustrated with my pond. I can't, you know, the, the moss. And he's like, well, you know what you should do? I got a pond guy. I got. You should call so-and-so. His <laughs> pond never has unclear water. But it's, it's crystal knowing, clear. It's knowing what to say, but it's also knowing when to say Absolutely. It, which we talk yeah. about, or you talk about all the time as yeah. far as, like, meeting emotional needs. You don't start with the facts, logic, and reason necessarily. You got to know where somebody's at and meet them there. And, yeah. It's well, so much like comedy. All Timing is such a big key. <laughs> 
Yeah. True. Yeah. But it's funny that you just brought up emotional responding because that's what this is. And if you look at when you just give the answers, in a way you're being critical. It's a combination of critical and facts, logic, and reason. Because you're saying, hey, don't feel bad because there's an answer. And by the way, here's why you feel bad because you don't have the answers. So I'm going to give you the answers. None of that is good emotional responding. You know, we talked earlier about, you know, being healthy so that you don't try to get your needs met from somebody else. If somebody comes up to me and says, you know, Jay, I'm just just so upset about the divisiveness in our world today. If I go, oh, my gosh, if I see one more thing and I go off on a tangent, I made it about me because Mm -hmm. I wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. So that's being selfish in the Mm -hmm. emotional responding. Or I'm so I'm so upset about this divisiveness. Well, here's the solution to that. Here's what you should do about that. Well, I didn't ask you. I didn't. I just right, and that's being critical, and that's giving facts, logic, and reason. So it all comes down to our previous podcasts mm-hmm. on emotional responding and the right way to do it versus the wrong way to do it. You know what I'm upset about? Hmm. The, the pronunciation. Have I been saying it wrong? Is it not divisive? I think it depends if you're British or if you're American. Or you just want to be... So are these guys British or American? I don't know. <laughs> you say Why? divisive? Because we're saying I say divisive. divisive. Heirloom. Heirloom. Tomato. Tomato. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rappi is a... I think it's potato? either... I, I think it's either one. Potato? I, either one. I was divisive just curious. I'm sorry to, to interject with I that. I think but, something uh, is divisive, but you're being divisive. Oh. Now I'm going to look oh. it up later. Oh. I don't okay. think that's true either, but it's, it's a nice sell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please continue. In general, I think it's important if we're really going to bring peace and we think about people in our lives who have had a calming influence, um, you know, they meet you where you are emotionally. And that's just the the definition of, of comfort. The Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. If somebody just just meets you where you are, you realize, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this moment. I'm not crazy. I'm not off the, you know, off the hook. And it's okay. And so there's no judgment. There's no redirection. There's no stealing of emotional needs. It's just, you know, that is frustrating. I know it's frustrating. You know, they're like, you get it out. You allow somebody Mm -hmm. to, you, you receive a lot of their angst and you receive a lot of their sadness and you, you know, and you, you join them in it for just a moment and you give them that comfort and they realize they're not alone. That is something we don't have a lot of in our world today. Can we then like equate or if not equate, at least draw a similarity then between comfort and peace. And uh, say it again. Can we equate those two, or at least draw a line of no, similarity? No, I would say it's that, causational. I would say yeah. if you bring comfort, if you give somebody comfort, join them in their emotions. The result, therefore, right. is peace. Okay. Strong relation then. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Lastly, (laughs) not just in general giving somebody comfort, but I think if you meet somebody's emotional needs, we had a few people responded this week. It's a great pod. Um, I do have one extra that's not on the sheet. Okay. By the way. Great. Um, But let's start with Jess. Eric, will you read that one for us? Uh, The question was, who brings you peace? What individual brings you peace? Yes. So uh, Jess said, friend of 28 years, he is simply there anytime I need him. For anything I can't handle or don't think I can, whether it is an ear that listens, a brutally honest opinion or suggestion, a goofy side to make me laugh, or physically fixing what is broken. What's different about him is he knows all my not-so-great qualities and accepts them 
with no judgment. So what needs does he meet for her that brings her peace? I would say support. Okay, interesting. Certainly support. I didn't think of that one. The fixing what is broken. Yeah. You know. Can't handle or doesn't think that she can, but maybe she needs some encouragement. Uh, acceptance. There you go. She literally says accept. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's in bold here. I'm like, oh, oh, acceptance. I was just going on a deeper level. That's all. That's all. And Good I was going to say, well, did she use it correctly? Because I've used acceptance wrong so many times. But she does say she uses it correctly. Accepts with no judgment, yeah. meaning well, correct. No matter what she's done, no matter how what she her is accepted. Are. Right, and I I do have to I have to confess when I said acceptance, like it's like a fifty fifty coin toss or coin toss. Is like, <laughs> is it really belonging? No, no. He, he knows all I my not so great qualities. She writes, but he accepts them with no judgment. Mm-hmm. That well is stated. the definition of acceptance. Any yeah. others that are in bold? <laughs> well we did the, okay there anytime i need him are we calling that support i would call that security oh. she knows anytime god gotcha. he's there that when you know i call it the, the the ace in the pocket you know the ace in the hole or whatever it is like mm-hmm. that one person that no matter what no matter how bad things get yeah. so it meets that need for security i was going to say availability but i don't think that's one of the 10 emotional needs. it is not okay. um i'm making stuff up now that's right um, do you want to do uh, read Amy's? I will. Um, my baby girl, but only sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> she is just so present, <laughs> and she finds ways to help me be. I find peace in presence. And again, I think that's security. It's just that okay, she's here, she's okay, everything's fine, and it shows that she's got yeah. a great care for her daughter, mm-hmm. and because she's her daughter. She didn't always bring peace. Right. That's, sure. Right. You know, she, uh, it's funny because she commented later. She's like, really only sometimes. I'm like, you don't need to tell me. I get it. <laughs> um, for Michelle, she said, I'm blessed to have two people in my life that bring me peace. Funny. I actually just got off the phone with the one talking to him about the other. One is my brother and the other is my friend. They're both someone I can turn to for advice, clarity on a situation, comfort in words, a laugh. And honestly, just me knowing they are there for me. If and when I need them brings me peace. Both are wise and informative in different ways, and I appreciate that. Sometimes I just need an ear or a shoulder to lean on. When life gets confusing and I need clarity, they bring me peace. And so, once again, there is, they are there for me. You know, between the two, the brother or the friend, Mm -hmm. Michelle can reach out, and she knows one of the two of them are going to be there. Um, Anything else in there? Well, she brings out comfort. Yeah, yeah, comfort. But, um, yeah, I I mean, this isn't specifically one of the emotional needs, but just the, the listening, just the... Being an ear for someone when they need someone to really, and not just listen and then forget, but listen and then be there for them. So the focused attention. Mm, Yes, attention. Oh, that is one of them. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I love those light bulb moments, you know, (laughs) like, "Ah, I get it. (laughs) Eric, you said we had one that we didn't have. Yes. um, Well, I posted in... uh, the, I believe my phrase was, we had one we didn't have. Right. Um, Lauren Boothby. Boothby. Uh, said, uh, your wife, Amy, her presence is so comforting, and she always knows exactly what to say. Never focuses, or never, sorry, never forces a conversation, just allows things to flow naturally. So, obviously comfort just by her presence. So, there's comfort there. Um, well, but she's she's using comfort as a synonym for peace. 
Who is it again? I was Lauren. No. Who brings his it wife? To her? My wife, Amy. Aww. Right? Oh, that's so sweet. I know. She is. She's a very peaceful person. Mm-hmm. She brings she, peace. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. She's never. She was the one that I said last week. Oh, you used her as an example. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think Amy's also a very good example of not forcing any kind of solution. Um, I think, you know, mm-hmm. you can have an honest conversation with her. She listens very well and she's very slow to be like, well, what about what if you did this? And, I, you know, I, I like we've discussed, that's that's a great quality to have um, because that continues to keep that level of peace rather than, OK, now I need to take action. But I mean, that's not the right action that I want to take. And so now I'm starting to feel like that's maybe bad advice. And why am I still talking to her? You know what I mean? I think I think it's how that builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I think if somebody is in the midst of, again, there's the general and there's the specific. Hopefully, we walk around not leading with hot button topics. Hopefully, we are approachable, you know, <laughs> and, you know, we meet people where they are, that we're, we're more interested in people than, than their opinion of us, you know, that we lead with, how are you, not let me tell you about me. Right. Those are the generals, uh, the, the general examples. But then when it comes to specifics, when there is someone who is not at peace, mm-hmm. that's when we really need to look at and say, okay, what is it that they need? Again, not solutions. What emotional needs mm-hmm. are not being met at this point in time that I can provide for them? And again, if this is your neighbor, somebody down the street, whatever, okay, that's one thing. The other is when it's a family member, when it's somebody within your home and they're and they're not. Yes. But I, just, I was just going to. I didn't mean for you to stop saying what you were saying, but I was just going to point out, like, it's neat that, like, we asked the question of what brings you peace, and literally the honest answers are all about emotional needs. Like, it all goes back to emotional needs, and that's what truly brings you peace, because, like, you are getting that true comfort. You are getting that emotional need met in some way, and it's why, it's the reason why you're feeling peace. Like, I just feel like it's interesting where, like... If we asked you, what's your emotional need? You no, know, like if somebody that doesn't listen to the show or hasn't gone through that training, they wouldn't know. But if you asked, like, what brings you peace? Somebody who's been sitting at the table for a while. Yeah. If someone brings you peace, what it like, what do they do that brings you peace? And then you can like really dissect like, like we did today and brought out. It's emotional needs brought that really is, brought yeah. you peace, you know, and that's pretty incredible. It's well, really, last it's really week, cool. most people's answers were. <laughs> getting away from that which causes them to not have peace right so it wasn't inherently what brings you peace it's what do you do to get away from the hurt right and that which causes the instability yeah but i look at which is fascinating brian you said a couple minutes ago that you love to edify people and tell them what's good about them and you find that that gives them peace and everything else and that's just another example because you have a high need for respect and you have a high need and a need for attention correct yes yes right so what does that do it brings attention to their strengths which is what you would love to have in that moment so you give Mm -hmm. what you ultimately desire now if you had like this little wallflower girl i don't know why i make this but and i I didn't look because i wasn't doing well and i'm not doing (laughs) i wasn't doing the other thing either um you know that might not work for them because that's not the emotional need that they're meeting Mm -hmm. but it has great success with which is most people need for respect need for attention attention, and you point that out in them and that's why you're good at that so we always just have to ask that question what is it that they need yeah because if i walk home tonight and rachel's folding laundry which she already did and you know she's overwhelmed if i sit down to her and i go i'm gonna give her peace by helping her 
Well, we all know that wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. That would make things worse because right. she doesn't have a need for support. Right. right. But if I encourage her, that might bring her some peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, and again, I, I want to reiterate, too. I think that asking that question, am I building or am I tearing down? Am I contributing or am I, am I you know, what what's the contribution here? Or being mindful in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that's, we haven't even asked that question. You know, we just go in, blah. And make it go away or, you know, why are we bringing peace? We can go to that. What's your motivation? Mm. Is it to help and love and bless them? Or is it to get them to shut up so you can finish your show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes both. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's never the good, then you have to do better. That's right. Chris, do you have a do better? I do have a do better. Why don't you go first? Oh, I'm going to go first. So <laughs> this story is... Uh, I don't know. Dateline West Coast somewhere. I think California. Um, Discarded masks infecting oceans as side effect of COVID pandemic. So it's counting as COVID deaths, by the way, the fish. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Now, come on, people. Like, we got to wear the masks, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yet more litter. So it says... The pale blue of a mask is easy to spot among Mm. the dry brown reeds. Mm. People walk here along the northern coast of the San Francisco Bay. There you go. Crowding a path that bends to the contour of the shore. And uh, as you walk along, it goes on to say, you know, you can see the surgical masks tangled in the marsh at the edge of the bay. And another and another waiting to be blown into the sea. And... um, it, it, you know, just, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it continues to talk about. Don't be throwing. Here's, here's another, yet another problem with, with, uh, people these days. So, man, I, do better. I love when I walk through the parking lot and you see the gloves on the ground. It's the best. And you see the masks. I might be being sarcastic. I'm not sure. <laughs> Don't uh, be disrespecting the earth. Uh, I got one. Dateline. Do better. Yeah, I hate litter. Just in general, litter sucks. Like, it's such a lazy thing. (laughs) It's like not taking the shopping cart back. Just do it. Take the shopping cart back. Don't throw your crap on the ground. There's a garbage can within five feet of you. I'm done. But we have to go backwards to that. Brian's respect button. We may have talked about this before. (laughs) We may have not. We've said it's the greatest social experiment slash... Oh, the uh, cart? Right. Yeah. Do you or do you not put the cart back? Can you handle individual freedom? It's a test of individual freedom. Right. And that's a great test because there's no cost. There's no punishment if you don't put it back. Except for Aldi where you can't get your 25 cents back. Right. You're just a bat. (laughs) But then very often people are like, here, take my cart. And then you never pay in the first place. But the point of the story is this. That is the, the, whatever you want to call it, the meme or the whatever that has gone around. Right. There's two kinds of people. Mm. People that put their cart back. People that don't. There's the third person, though. Have we not talked about this? No, do tell. I have almost less respect for this person, the third person, that in a parking lot on a hill gets it within 15, 20 feet and then pushes it with all its might (laughs) into the cart corral, causing it to explode when it hits the back of the cart corral. And I'm like, why? You know what that causes? Walk it in. You know what that causes? A lack of peace. The squeaky wheel on the cart that you pick up well, the next let's, time. How, what's, the, what's the greatest number of carts you've gone through? For me, it's Sam's Club, where you push it and you're like, not pushing not that around all day. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've never gone beyond two. Five. Oh, five. five. Wow. Five. Wow. And my, I've even told a guy who came in after him, like, not that one, my man. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> You'd be going left all day long. <laughs> Hope you're a NASCAR fan. I still ride my carts back to my car. I, I'll jump on the back. I'm fine with that. Because yeah. you're not running into things. Right. No, right, being right. But you guys right. know what I'm talking about, especially yeah, Giant Eagle and yeah. Penn Hills on Rhode Island Road. Uh, like, bro, did you buy that cart? No, apparently not. Or <laughs> this is just, this is so fun. I hate you that. guys are fired up. You know what I thought when you said the <laughs> such a simple you. test of individual really human decency. It really is. When you Let talk about the the Aldi cart, I was I was wondering. Um, I wonder what the longest cycle that like a cart never goes back to the return. It's mm-hmm. just like three. The here's the. I I don't have a quarter. Like you know, right. like, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like yeah, three. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it's probably more than that. You had five. You went through five carts. Yeah, because I don't like a squeaky pull left, probably pull right, a record somewhere. skid cart. You have a do better air? All right. Dateline, Ding. Oregon. So this car thief realized there was oh, a toddler in the back seat. Whoops. <laughs> so he went back to return the kid and lecture the mom about leaving kids unattended in cars. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's no. so good. So this is not the B. Oh. So, so there's some uh, tongue-in-cheek uh, writing here. Um, but it's a true story. It is a, it's a true story. On Saturday, a Beaverton woman left her four-year-old in the car with the engine running for a sec while she went into the grocery store to grab some hot Cheetos and a cold pop or something. Maybe some grapes. I don't know, dude. The article doesn't say what she was shopping for. Anyway, a car thief saw the running SUV. Did she put the cart back? <laughs> anyway, a car thief saw that the SUV was... Saw the running SUV and was like, hey, free car. So he seized seized on the opportunity and drove off. He didn't get far before he realized there was a straight-up toddler in the back. <laughs> straight who up. Was, who was probably like, hey, where's my grapes? Also, who are you? <laughs> so the thief was like, hard nope. And pulled, <laughs> and pulled a Yui to return the kid to the market. So kudos where kudos are, are due. That's a that's a stand up guy for returning the kid to mom. Now I feel like that's where that's a guy the that... normal story would end. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, okay, he returned, but but the next part is what's so funny about this story. Before driving off again, in his now kid free car, this dude took a minute to give the mom <laughs> an earful about the dangers of leaving kids unattended in cars. <laughs> Officer Matt Henderson said he actually lectured the mother for leaving the child in the car and threatened to call the police on her. <laughs> My man. He, a guy in the middle of committing Grand Theft Auto, was going to call the cops on her. They found the car abandoned a few hours later. You guessed it, Portland. But they still haven't found one thief. I still I envision him. Oh, so him. he gave him the kid. Then took the car yeah. again. Yeah, I envisioned him. That's I envisioned him like squealing back into the parking lot, dropping the kid out, rolling the window down, and being like, "Hey, lady, yeah. what are you doing?" And then peeling out well, again. Well, I mean, he was already going to be charged with grand theft. Thought he can't do kidnapping. That's, I mean, like then you're really in deep on that point. But wow, man, that is a show, story. Remember the show Chips? Yes, there was an Punch. episode where. Well, there was an episode where a guy stole the car, and uh, it was one of my favorite shows as a kid, but he stole the car and then got halfway down one of those L.A. freeways, looked back and realized there was a kid in the car, and then that ended up starting like a 37-car pileup. <laughs> but that was chips. That wasn't But I mean, uh, no, on, on a serious note, think of like the security that was stolen from that woman. Like, my I mean, goodness. Our good buddy uh, Mark has yelled from the table, 
uh, as far as carts go. He says, because I need to get some aggression out. I take it on the carts, <laughs> take it out on the carts instead of the people. Well, all right. Sometimes you have some hard choices to make. <laughs> Life is full of hard choices. Uh, I have a can't do better. I also have a can't do better. Uh, let me go first. <clears throat> go for it. <clears throat> uh, Dateline Buffalo. Bing, bing. Bills Mafia, and by the way, those are fans of the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. uh, that is not any kind of organized crime family. Uh, they've been making countless donations to Ravens players' charitable causes. So they played in the uh, AFC quarterfinal round of playoffs, and the star quarterback for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, was uh, – given a concussion and was quite, I believe the medical term is loopy. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that, they started to make donations to him. Uh, they have, it said that one guy on Twitter of the mafia said that his charity is one of my favorite or that Lamar Jackson is one of my favorite players in the league. And even though my team won, the league is better with them, with him healthy mm. and playing well. I hope he recovers soon. And Bill's mafia magic uh, spreads to him tonight. We've decided to start donating $8 to his charity, and we encourage you to do the same. And tons and tons of fans started to do that. But what's sort of the update is others did as well. Um, one guy said, a player for the Ravens said, even though the game didn't go as I hoped last night, waking up to countless donations from Bill's Mafia is such a blessing. We are thankful to all the fans who made such an impact this season. Um, and again, that's, that's a lesser known guy. Like everybody knew about the Lamar Jackson thing. Yeah. Because he's the guy that got hurt and everything else. And this goes even back. To when the Bengals beat the Ravens a couple years ago, um, then or no, the Ravens beat somebody else, which enabled Buffalo to make the playoffs. So Buffalo then started making donations because Buffalo made the playoffs because of what the Ravens did. Interesting. So this has some history, right? Except this little karma, right? This, you know, they get nothing out of it. So it's just good stuff. It's yeah. Absolutely good that stuff. That's awesome. a neat for story. crazy people that are known mm -hmm. for smashing tables and all that stuff. They identify as a charitable group of people, and they are blessing a team that lost. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and it's good cool. that Baltimore lost. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Win, win, win. Win, win, win. <laughs> Bringing peace. A Missouri woman believed to be the last Civil War widow dies. And this is a story from January 7th of this year. So This is th crazy. Yes. Uh, O'Fallon, Missouri. Helen Viola Jackson's 1936 marriage to James Bolin was unusual, to say the least. He was 93 and in declining health, and she was a 17-year-old school girl. Bolin was also a Civil War vet who fought for the Union in the border state of Missouri. Jackson was almost certainly the last remaining widow of a Civil War soldier when she died December 16th at a nursing home in Marshfield, Missouri. She was 101. So the story goes, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the story goes on to say that she, as a 17-year-old, this guy fought in the war um, and was not in good health at this point in time, you know, in, in his 90s, in the 30s. Uh, and so she was a teenager. She would go down and help him, you know, and, and be a caregiver to him and but never took a dime. And so what he did, he said, whenever he married her because he wanted her to have his pension, his, you know, his war pension from the government for taking care of him. And that's the only reason that they married. There was there was never any kind of a, uh, you know, a sexual relationship. Consummation. Or there was never a consummation. It was strictly I want to do this so that you get paid back. Wow. And she's a 17-year-old girl. It would have been a scandal. So she, this was something that she kept hidden 
for up until 2018. And then somebody came across, you know, documents or she had a conversation and it was like, wait a second, you know, and, and they unraveled this whole story. And it goes on to say that, like, she hid this for so long, but she she didn't hide it happy like it wasn't happy it was it was just like this is something you know that that it always weighed on her and so when it finally came out somebody started a facebook page about it and it just kind of released her and it all kind of came you know full circle and then uh you know she she ended up dying this year but i i just that's wow. that's a tremendous it's a great story story yeah. great story <clears throat> unbelievable a civil war yeah somebody now was married to a civil war veteran and yeah. she just died that's amazing a month ago there's only one thing better than that. Ooh. What? What we have in store next week. Oh. Yeah, I was going to tease that, but. Oh, are we talking about it? Oh, we are talking about oh. it. We uh-huh. talked about talking about it. So. So we're going to talk about we it. We decided to talk about it because we think the buildup is necessary. Nice. I don't want people to stumble across this goodness, this this uh, moment that we have to celebrate our 100th episode. And what greater way to celebrate our 100th episode than for us to be humble and give it away. <laughs> for us to not be here. <laughs> we will not be here next week for our 100th, 100th episode. But the episode will go on. <laughs> the hell you say? How, how, how would this happen? How would that happen, Jay? Somebody else say it. Okay, I'll say it. it. Brian, you say it. No, you said it. I'm going to say it. Ladies you can't pod. tell him to say Listen, it because then he's going to be pissed off. Ladies of the pod. That is what is happening next week. In other words. <laughs> it sounds real weird. <laughs> <laughs> is that not the official title? Ladies uh, lunchtime of the pod. Lunchtime ladies. Lunchtime ladies. <laughs> uh, in these four seats will be our significant others. I assume they're taking the same seats, right? Some would say our wives right are going to be here. Oh, yeah. Our yes. wives. <laughs> yes. They are going to take over. The ladies take over. The yes. lunchtime ladies take over. <laughs> the lunch ladies. The lunchtime ladies. <laughs> the lunch ladies. That's what we're going to call them. The, the, the lunch, lunch ladies. ladies. <laughs> you got gout, hairnet, uh, <laughs> shuffle. I'm partial to ladies of the pod. But and that's my two cents. We did <laughs> contemplate like letting it be a... Full surprise, but I'm Correct. glad we're gonna we're gonna yeah yeah let everybody in. Yeah, on you're, the, you're gonna want to hear them. Or, or, you know what they'll, is they'll, it like to be married? The food, to us, they'll talk about the emotional needs. But they, I mean, how we, blessed they are. <laughs> <laughs> we were kind of talking. I heard them talking amongst themselves. When we were kind of talking to them because you know it, we we do follow a certain little bit of a format here. So we're trying to coach them on you know when we get in like when, men do when you get into this next week. You know, mansplaining. Like, but you should, <laughs> yes, that's exactly. <laughs> Well, term. you could have crossed your legs when you were talking to them. I mean, it was a bit awkward. Mm. <laughs> well, well, but I, I can't wait to hear like the the meat and potatoes of what they have to say. Um, then I, I, they had some really good ideas floating around, and, and I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited about it, and you should be too. Ah, it's gonna be um, great. But that's next week. For this week, that's gonna do it. Uh, this is episode 99. Please sure to give us a like or a follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. And while you're there, please take our relational needs questionnaire. Uh, thank you for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Goodbye. See you in two weeks. Brian and I are going to go pick up some litter. Bye. Don't yeah. spit on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Shut up and stop with everything. Somebody got a talking to. I love artichokes. It was right. I I like them. Plants. Don't be disrespecting the earth. Just do it.